Oh no! <laughs> These famous people do not Don't just know much what. About history. Don't know much Today we're going to be talking about uh, and, uh, We know all this because uh, the, uh, I mean, the oldest sister kept a diary. Welcome to the first episode of the show Stand Up History, everyone. I'm Jennifer Delgado. And I'm Robert Strauss. And today we're going to be talking about uh, mostly unknown character in history, right, Robert? I guess, I guess you could say he's mostly unknown. He's known to historians, but not to the <laughs> Okay, yeah, he was he was like a decorated Civil War general. And as you will soon find out, he was an overall terrible person. And he honestly puts many famous and nefarious people to shame because he just got away with a lot of things. Okay, so Robert, you're the historian here. So what can you tell us about this person like what were his inspiring origins I guess you could say his name was Daniel Sickles and he was from uh, Manhattan he grew up well off his father mm-hmm. had a series of jobs and was an attorney uh, he uh, he was born in 1819 but as you will see for another reason sometimes he claimed to be born in 1826 it's sort of the reverse of uh, uh, modern day older women I think anyway <laughs> He, he uh, yeah, he's what a great guy. Anyway, so, so he, he goes on and, and, and he, he, uh, he, he does study when he's young and he, he, he uh, comes onto this family where the grandfather uh, in the family was, was uh, Mozart's librettist. Mm-hmm. He wrote the libretto for uh, a Marriage of Figaro and, uh, and other things that Mozart wrote. And he came to America and he became a music teacher, as did his son. He became a music teacher at NYU. And the son uh, uh, took a shine to young uh, Sickles and got him into NYU, which was sort of nice. And he stayed at his house even uh, for his freshman year. And then the, uh, uh, the middleman, the, the, the NYU professor died. And so he uh, left the house. and went on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, uh, the, uh, the family uh, was left with a, an infant uh, girl. Well, time goes by and Sickles gets some decent jobs and uh, he gets known as a roué, a uh, womanizer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes back and he, he gets in touch with the family and uh, finds out that the, uh, the infant's now 15. And a beautiful young woman, smart. Of course, her grandfather and father were very smart. She knows five languages. And uh, well, at any rate, he starts dating her, I guess. But at this point, the reason why we're talking about his, his uh, messing with his age is that he was 32 by this point. <laughs> he had a number of jobs. He'd been the state assembly and, and, and the Corporation Council of New York. And uh, um, the girl's 15. Well, Needless to say, this didn't sit well with the uh, mm-hmm. with both of the families, the Sickles family, in fact, no family. But anyway, they say they're going to get married, and and uh, finally they relent, and they even they're so prominent they get the cardinal to marry. Excuse me, the archbishop to marry them, the archbishop of New York. Uh, well, there you go, 
And uh, so now this 32-year-old and 15-year-old are married. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happens is that uh, soon after that, uh, <laughs> Sickles takes a job under James Buchanan, who was not yet president. This is 1853. Mm -hmm. Buchanan doesn't win, in, uh, excuse me, until 1856. But he is now going off to be ambassador to England. And he gets the job as chief of staff under Buchanan. And he decides, well, he decides he's not going to take his pregnant wife with him. So Jennifer, you can go on with this womanizing story yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, um, so we'll give you a hint as to what happens. It's something similar that Manuel Miranda raps as Hamilton. Um, and basically he ends up finding a, a prostitute named Fanny White. And Fanny White was actually an educated woman. She was, I wouldn't say she was of noble status, but she was, she was not like, she was not the character that you thought she like she would become as Fanny White. Um, and so her actual name was Jane Augusta Funk. Um, and she was, um, she was the eldest daughter of a farmer, Jacob and Jane B. Funk. Um, and so at the age of 18, she became like kind of like the victim of like the seducer, which was like, you know, an older man kind of preying on like younger women. And she at that point, she was like, well, what job can I get as a, you know, as someone that has lost her virginity? And someone was like, well, you can become a prostitute. And that's what she did. And she ended up, you know, eventually meeting um, the man of the day, I guess you could say she ended up, she ended up meeting Sickles. Um, and he was kind of like enamored with her and ended up taking her to, um, to a bunch of like, uh, to like, I guess his trip, I guess you could say to, where was it again, Robert? Um, what we mean to England? When he, when he, yeah. when, when he went to Buchanan, yeah. He did, yeah. he took her to England with him, right. Yeah, and so, you know, it was just, he basically left his like pregnant wife behind and like took like Fanny White with him and basically favored her over his like wife. Yeah, so far, as, so far as we know, the wife never got to England. I mean, the, the, the appointment was only for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so, um, so uh, uh, and it's said that Sickles introduced her at court in front of the queen. <laughs> I mean, my God, you know, bring your girlfriend with you to see the queen. So anyway, but this is the, this was life in mid, 19th century America in politics, I suppose. So, so finally, uh, uh, Sickles comes back. Uh, Fanny's no longer on the scene. Now he's got a baby. Uh, but he, he's, he, all of this goes by and he's elected to Congress. So they moved from New York to Washington, the, the wife and the, the little baby girl and uh, Sickles, of course. And he's a US congressman from New York. Pretty prominent position, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, but meanwhile, um, well, you can tell me a little bit more about Teresa here, what was happening with her. Yeah, so Teresa was kind, well, she was having an affair. It's not kind of, she was having an affair. Um, <laughs> and this was happening, I, I guess, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but this was happening while um, Sickles was in England with Fanny White. Is no, he, it, it, it happened when she he was in Congress because she was living in New York. Got you. When he was so so, she she was having the affair not with just some guy. It mm -hmm. wasn't just some guy, mm -hmm. but 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 actually 
they had they were in they, they got into the 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 uh, big deal swing of uh, parties in Washington and they would give parties and every Tuesday morning she she would have people all the other women over and mm -hmm. at some point she met this guy who was supposedly the handsomest <laughs> bachelor well widower in uh, in uh, Washington he was the uh, U.S. Attorney for District of Columbia, so he had a good job, and you'll see why he had a good job. He he had four children, uh, and his name was Philip Barton Key. Yes, that's the right. Second. The son. <laughs> yes, right. The son of Francis Scott Key, and that wouldn't be good enough. He was the the son of the guy who wrote the Star Spangled Banner. His <laughs> uncle. His his uncle, Roger Taney, was the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. So it's not as if you can just hide if you're Philip Barton Key. And, no, he had uh, a lot going for him, for sure. Yeah, he had a lot going for him. And, you know, he, he, I guess he was good at his job, but what did, would it have mattered given who his, his uh, uh, predecessors were or his ancestors, mm -hmm. what do you want to call them, his relatives? So, um, Anyway, so so uh, they apparently are having an affair, and uh, somebody writes Sickles that they're having this affair. Now, one thing you have to think about about Washington back then it isn't the expanse that it is mm. now. It was a very small area. It, it, this, the city itself wasn't even built till the the first decade of the uh, of the nineteenth uh, century. So it really was only a 40, 50 year old city, not even fifty years old. And uh, uh, so, and people left all the time. They were in and out, you know, congressmen from South Carolina, Tennessee, whatever else, they're in and out. And uh, um, it, there were even farms like right next to where the White, White House is uh, mm. now, because the, the buildings didn't go that far. I, I don't mean right next to it, but you know, right, right in the same neighborhood. And so um, anyway, uh, uh, apparently, uh, somebody found out about this affair and writes to Sickles. Now, not like Sickles didn't have girls on the side, mm -hmm. I'm sure, but uh, uh, they write to Sickles and explain this is going to happen, and he confronts her with it. He confronts Teresa, who is by this time about 20. Maybe she's 21 or 22, but, but about 20. And uh, she cries and everything and uh, finally admits it. Well, one day, and, and, and apparently they would go off, Key and, uh, and uh, 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 Teresa, off to a rented house on 15th Street. Now, if you know your current history, Pennsylvania Avenue, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, what's there? The White House. They're doing <laughs> this, you know, right beside President Pierce. I don't know. Anyway, so, so, um, Anyway, at some point, she, they, uh, 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 he, Sickles is onto this, and he sees Key on a bench in the park by their house, which is the next park over from Lafayette Park, which the Lafayette Park is the one now, you know, is right adjacent to the White House. Mm. So he comes out with a gun, and he starts chasing uh, Sickles with the gun. And finally, they get to Lafayette Park, right at the corner where the White House is, and he shoots him dead. Kills whoever's there. 
you. And he immediately runs to the attorney general's house on the square and turns himself in. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I was, I was also reading um, in the Library of Congress, they have the kind of like the full account of what happened. And apparently he kind of begged him. So like they had a scuffle and he, um, he got a hold of the gun, but then Sickles obviously wrestled it out of him and like pointed it at him. And Sickles actually shot him three times before <laughs> they pulled him away from him and like left Key dying basically. So like, yeah, and like, you know, it was it was kind of like, and it was it was like you were saying like in broad daylight, like I'm just thinking like the audacity of this man. <laughs> like, right, right, but you know, everybody, everybody still makes the joke about Trump saying that I could, uh, uh, go in Times Square and uh, with a gun and, yeah. and, and kill somebody nobody would arrest me. Well, there you go. It has already happened. Mm -hmm. 170, whatever, how many years ago it is. My math isn't very good on a, on a flash. Yeah. Here, but, but back in 1850, in the 1850s. So, so what happens is he turns himself in, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so he's in jail, right? He's in jail now in... Uh, in Washington, but he's so prominent. And this is such a, you know, a, a tabloid story. You know, this is on the e-channel or whatever else it is tabloid <laughs> these days. I don't even know, you know, supermarket tabloids. And uh, people visit him, famous people visit him. And it's said that President Buchanan came to visit him. Mm -hmm. Now, can you imagine Joe Biden going to visit some, <laughs> you know, murderer that he happens to know? You know, just walking, walking into jail, say, well, you know, just hold on a second. I got, got to give him my regards. I brought him a cake, you know, with a, you know, like in the cartoons with a, with a, with a knife in it to saw away the bars. So uh, now on to you. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of want to say, like, I was, I was just like very surprised, very baffled by this. Um, just because, like, I, I mean, I've told you before, Robert, but it's like he got away with it. <laughs> <laughs> he got away with all of it, like everything. And it's just, I honestly don't know how. Um, as I may, I mean, you obviously have an idea of like what happened, but yeah, just, yeah, tell the rest. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have an idea of, I know with the facts of what happened. It's yeah. just sort of unbelievable that it did. Uh -huh. So at this point, one of the prominent lawyers in, uh, in Washington is a guy named Edwin Stanton. Mm -hmm. And he eventually becomes, um, uh, uh, Secretary of War and Attorney General under various presidents later. And uh, uh, in any case, he's ingenious. And he had read, I, I believe, this is where it came from, about a, a case in Britain where this def unusual defense had, uh, had been used and it was called temporary insanity. Now, <laughs> we hear about this all the time. But this has never been used in the United States. It's certainly never been used in a big case. I can't say that somewhere in the in the, in the southwest corner of Missouri it didn't happen. But but uh, but in any case, Stanton uses this in court. He says that he was temporary. Sickles was temporarily insane because his wife had this affair, and that's why he shot Sickles. And guess what? He got off. He got off. He got apparently people carried him from the courthouse. You know, he's still a congressman, for God's sakes. Or you know, he gets, anyway, so that, 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 that ends that little saga of Sickles' life. And you figure, how much more could happen? Oh, well, no. <laughs> oh no. 
<laughs> these famous people do not just go away. You they see, don't. You they see, keep researching. Giuliani, he just keeps on coming back, right? There'll be another story. They're, this won't end with, with the Trump defense. You know, he'll be back too. So, so, uh, so anyway, so Sickles now, uh, he's a congressman, but uh, uh, war is now coming around. Mm -hmm. uh, he, 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 uh, he signs up. And in those days, it, it, the deal was that if you were prominent and signed up, you got a good job. You didn't start out at private. I mean, this is not some uh, uh, World War II movie that, you know, where, where uh, the congressman's son, you know, peels potatoes and, <laughs> and, and swabs the floors, you know? No, he wants, but he doesn't. He, oh, oh, one thing we, for, we forgot to add here, we forgot to add the Lincoln connection. Like there oh, were, yeah. There's, there was a Lincoln connection. So when when they were given the parties, this is you know, before before the shooting, they, they became friendly with the Lincolns. Uh, and uh, Mary Todd Lincoln, who was like a ball of craziness, anyway, invites Teresa over, and they they apparently she apparently wanted to do this, and they go they have several seances. So they were that sort of close, and and she gave Mary Todd uh, Lincoln gave. Uh, gave their daughter a necklace, which apparently was passed on down. And we could see it somewhere, I guess, in the Sickles Museum, if there is one. Anyway, so, so um, but, but uh, back to that. So, so, so he feels like his connection to Lincoln should get him a better job, but they only make him a major. And like, who wants to be a major? That's only like, you know, two thirds of the way up. So he wants to be a general and he, he, uh, he finally, sucks that out of them and uh, and starts marching off uh, to, to the south and doesn't mm -hmm. get into any battles and and it winds its way around to Gettysburg, the most famous battle of all, right? And so um, George Meade, who was running the army then, and uh, Sickles doesn't like him. I don't know why he doesn't like him. He's probably just doesn't like him because he's the general and Sickles isn't. Mm -hmm. So. So uh, Sickles is, is uh, supposed to defend a certain line on the second day of the three-day battle, July 2nd, 1863. And so he looks and he, sa he, he, he says, this is no good. There's, over there, a mile up, there's a hill. We can take that hill. So he takes his troops and they get slaughtered, right? They get slaughtered. And before they can retreat, the Confederate General Longstreet, who is over there, is so baffled by why did this guy do something so stupid that he can't figure out what to do. So he doesn't immediately attack. Oh my so, gosh. So there are some people today who believe that Sickles did this on purpose to confuse Longstreet and therefore, <laughs> you know, give the Union an advantage in the second day of the battle. I <laughs> not not for a minute. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I know you grew up in Texas, which is the Confederacy, so you have to defend the, the <laughs> Confederacy here. <laughs> anyway, so 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 uh, uh, anyway, so what happens then is he starts retreating, and a cannonball hits his leg, and uh, they can't um, they can't stop the bleeding, and and uh, they take him off uh, on a stretcher, and before his troops, as he, they're taking him up in a stretcher to a house to amputate his legs. He's waving and smoking a cigar. So it's almost like out of some 
comic sitcom, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. he gets to this house. They take off his leg. He he of course doesn't serve anymore, and he uh, but he becomes he becomes the chief antagonist <laughs> to Mead, saying like. Mead wouldn't have won that battle. If, if it wasn't, wasn't for me, that's what he would. <laughs> that would have never happened. Gettysburg, you know, like it's all my doing. And so he goes off on this tangent for the next 40, 50 years, right? Mm -hmm. But before that, he goes back and he becomes, he has several jobs, one of which is that during Reconstruction, he's the head of the Carolinas. And uh, he really was an anti-slavery person. I mean, he does have some morals somewhere. And uh, um, anyway, so, so he has a series of, of, of jobs, but then one thing he starts taking off is that he is gonna be the one that venerates Gettysburg. Mm. So he, 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 like you say, he goes through, he becomes a Congressman for a little while in the 1880s again, but he gets on this thing that would be just some stupid little thing, but it's the New York, Monument Commission. Oh, so, right. So he starts doing monuments in New York, and he keeps getting thwarted because he wants to put up, I don't know, statues in front of somebody's house. I don't know. It just not nothing really works there. So he transfers this whole idea to Gettysburg, and he gets the he he decides that he is going to make Gettysburg a great monument. Well, by this time it's overgrown with trees, and they have a little, uh, you know, a little uh, plaque, I guess, where Lincoln gave the Gettys address or but nothing big deal there I mean the town is going on as it does it as a college and and, and is a, a college town so he uh, but he starts clearing the trees for monuments and cannons and all this other stuff and he gets the he gets the gates from Lafayette Park Lafayette Park where he killed the damn guy you know <laughs> many years before he gets the gates and the railings from there he has them he 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 has them bordering what he can of the battlefield and he sort mm -hmm. of makes the battlefield his anyway he puts up all these monuments to um to uh uh various generals and and uh, uh corps and you know, battalions or whatever there are there are 1300 monuments that he puts up 1300 wow. you know at gettysburg and if you've ever been to gettysburg it's not you are not talking about Central Park here. I mean, it's big, but it's not that crazy yep. big. And, uh, um, and, and you can drive around and see most all of them. But finally, you know, the guy, oh, he, because, he is ambassador to Spain in the midst of all this, and apparently has an affair with a former queen there. <laughs> I just threw that in just because he had to have affairs as they go. He did get married again because Teresa dies at 30 of something, probably mm -hmm. nothing good. Uh, and he does have a second wife from Spain. Uh, it was a little quieter, I guess. But but uh, uh, towards the end of his life, he maps out the battle again, all to his favor once again. Yep. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the histories of Gettysburg as you go. And anyways, he, he donate, the other thing is he donated his leg, his severed bottom of his leg to a museum for medical oddities in Washington, where it apparently is, because apparently it, the case that it's in was in the movie Lincoln, in a very small part where they mentioned <laughs> Gettysburg and, and Sickles. Anyway, I, I don't think they mentioned Sickles, but they certainly mentioned Gettysburg and this, this leg. And uh, he apparently 
so it was July 2nd, right, that he, he, he got severed. Every year he would go visit his leg on July 2nd. Oh my gosh. This place. Uh, well, wouldn't you? What, do you? what else do you got, right? What do you do on July 2nd anyway? Um, <laughs> not I go not. visit my leg. I mean, go visit that's my what he, <laughs> <laughs> he just had like a weird obsession with his leg. Like, oh, I also heard God. that he showed it, like when he was still in possession of it, he still showed it to people and like told the story. It was right. just a very it was unusual. a first story, right? Yeah. You, know, you, go, you go to a cocktail party, bring your leg with you in case you have to tell the story. I mean, case I mean, I guess that's how like he's he's like rewriting like the history of Gettysburg. Like he has props, I, therefore he is a good and he, narrator. And, and I guess he outlives everybody else who could tell the right story. He, <laughs> he eventually does die, you know, so he can't no longer defend himself. And because uh, because he lives till 1914. He lives to 94 years old. Is that how I figured it? Yeah, yeah, he was born yeah. In 18, right? So he lives to 94 years old, telling the story of Gettysburg, you know, just like in Hamilton, you know, to tell, to tell the story of tonight, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, uh, um, he, and, and, uh, and they do ask him, there's a, there's a line that I, I saw. Maybe it's, maybe he, he, he tells the line so much that, that nobody had to ask him. But they ask him why, of all the people, there's no statue to you there at Gettysburg. Mm. And he says, the whole thing is me. <laughs> all of Gettysburg, all of the Battle of Gettysburg is me. Oh so what you see when you go to this great, it's really a wonderful place to go to. If you've, ever, if, if you've never been to Gettysburg, you should go, it's fun. Uh, and in fact, uh, Eisenhower's uh, uh, summer home is there. So it's, uh, Another thing to see, you can go to see the college. It's in the middle of nowhere, but still uh, uh, the battlefield, if you like American history, does sort of bring it home. And so Sickles had this, you know, he had a long time to do it, but but he had, anyway, so this is this is the life of a man, right? This is this is a guy who has a story. And, uh, you know, if they ever want to write a mini series, they can last it for a long time. These, mm. You know, if the crown lasts four seasons, imagine this. <laughs> you know, they, for sure they, a lot of a lot of and then you can also like go into the side stories like we don't even really know what happened to Ted to uh, Teresa you know like like we know she died but from what and like how did she spend the rest of her days and yeah it, it, it was, were yeah. they together you know it's, mm -hmm. not, it's unclear you know because you know a certain certain to a certain extent women weren't that valued you know mm -hmm. and, and especially after this sort of uh, tragedy I mean it's a complete tragedy for her mm -hmm. uh, uh, we we really uh, I guess his daughter lives out of life as well I mean she she lives to uh, an older age I mean she didn't die a, a, as a child mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know how much does he take care of her how much money does he have he probably has more uh, cachet than money because mm -hmm. uh, um, uh I mean, it came from some money, but really middle class, upper middle class money, not, and, and by that time, you know, it's a long time after. Uh, but people must have, people must have always sort of, in some way, either feared him or liked him in some way. Does not seem likable, so fear seems to be it. And, yeah. and you know, if we think of the current day and maybe the, you know, the, the people that fear Donald Trump in a certain way and will therefore, you know, kowtow to 
gets whatever wishes he has. Uh, he probably, look, Trump was president for God's sake. He wasn't just some, you know, uh, secretary to the ambassador and congressman mm -hmm. and head of the Monument Commission. Um, so anyway, so that so that's where sort of we're going in uh, stand-up history here. Yeah. Uh, we, I've always loved this. I mean, I, I uh, 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 to, to backwards introduce me, one of the reasons why I'm doing this is I have a new book out called The Final Founders about John Marshall. And as I say about John, John Marshall's, most people who know John Marshall know him as the uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice in the early part of the 19th century, but he really solidified the nation, made the courts a co-equal branch but he was also the Forrest Gump of the founders. He was everywhere. He was at Valley Forge. He was at Congress. He, he wrote George Washington's first biography. And he also, you know, fell in love with a 13-year-old, you know, even good guys <laughs> of that era. I don't know. But anyway, uh, uh, so I've written about him. And previous to this, I wrote a book called Worst President Ever. Mm. And when my editor, it's a biography of James Buchanan. And uh, uh, of course, constantly I get asked about why I haven't written a second book. Yeah. But you know, whatever your politics are, uh, and New York Times interviewed me a few weeks ago uh, because they were interviewing all other famous historians who all said that Trump is definitely the worst president, and I just came up with my guy. And the only the difference between Buchanan and Trump is that Buchanan was a really nice guy. He was just a horrible president. Led basically he led led us to the Civil War. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so I, I like the oddments of history. And in fact, that's where I, as you can see, that's where I found out about Sickles is by studying Buchanan and, uh, you know, having his tangential, uh, 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 foray with, uh, with, uh, between, uh, with Sickles, uh, uh, as his boss. So we hope to be able to tell you stories like this, uh, elsewise. Jennifer is a great student now of history. <laughs> even though she's a geologist. <laughs> but this is what we are. You know, I, yeah. I, I got out, we both went to Carleton College. Well, she still goes. I, I, I went to Carleton College in Minnesota and uh, I studied philosophy, which gave me great uh, uh, entree into my first job, which was as a sports writer. So, uh, you know, I was able to argue both sides. Hmm. Anyway, enough of stand-up history today. We hope you liked it. Buy my books if you want to. Uh, and uh, uh, and Jennifer and I will be back soon. Yeah, with another episode.